Welcome to Optimal Insights, the podcast that brings you Colorado industry leaders providing their expert insights for senior care. My name is Jeff Mannell, and I will be your host. Today, we're going to be speaking with Cindy Lisinski. She is the executive director for Dementia Together. It's an amazing nonprofit. It started as a volunteer program and has grown so much through the years, and I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Her passion is to remove the stigma that is attached to dementia and allow people to living with dementia and those caring for them to have the education needed to allow their loved ones to live well. And it is, it's going to be an exciting, exciting conversation. And Claire Richardson is also going to join us. She is on Cindy's team and together uh, they do some amazing work. So without any further ado, let's have a great conversation with Cindy Lazinski. Well, hi, Cindy. It is wonderful to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining Optimal Insights with us today. Great to be here. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, as we were talking about just to, you know, for a few minutes before we started recording, it's been really great uh, to have a focus over the last couple of months on dementia. And today here we are talking about dementia together. And uh, that is that is your baby. So I, I want to get to know you and dementia together, you know, as we spend the, these next few minutes together. Tell us a little bit about your journey. What what brought you to dementia? What, what drew you there? Well, my background is nursing, and I was a hmm. community nurse case manager here in northern Colorado at the time when my dad, who was a trout research biologist for the state of Wisconsin, wow. told me that he couldn't multitask, he couldn't focus, and he felt like he was living in a fog. And I hmm. can envision the place I was standing when he told me that, because it was just a defining moment in my life. And I had a geriatric caseload at the time. And I had some people who were living with dementia, but I didn't get passionate about dementia until it happened to my own dad. And I knew when he shared his symptoms with me that we were headed down the dementia journey. I didn't know what it meant at the time, mm-hmm. but I was determined and probably a bit obsessed with finding a way to help my dad finish his journey well, because he lived well. And what that led to was me meeting a lady named Penny Garner over in the UK about three weeks after dad Mm. told me about his symptoms. And she developed what's called the speckle method for dementia care. And I want to hear more about that. I'll, I'll tell you. Yes, I want to hear more. Plus, I got to say, I used to live in Wisconsin. And as soon as I heard you start to, to tell your story, I'm like, oh, you are from Wisconsin. I lived oh. in Madison for uh, for 12 years so, and uh, used to hunt and fish out there. So I'm really grateful for what your dad did while he was living. Oh, he, he grew up near McFarland and went to he, – he did graduate school at University of Wisconsin-Madison. I went to graduate school at University of Wisconsin-Madison. Oh, fantastic. I know the area worked at UW hospital there for a number of years. So, yes. Oh, wow. Awesome. Well, we took a little detour there through and through. I love it. Um, so the speckle method, let's, let's talk about that. How did it happen? So yeah. How did it happen so fast that it was just 
three weeks after you heard that, did you go there intentionally to meet with her? Or did, you know, was it just a happenstance meeting? Happenstance in that I knew I was, we were going to London as a family, and she happened to be in London the days I was. And I had read a book of, where I had heard about the Speckle Method, contacted that author, and wanted to meet with the author. But she said, oh, you need to meet with Penny Garner. She's going to be in London when you are. So that's what happened. And wow. Penny sat me down for three hours in a bakery, she told me all about the Speckle Method, and it changed mm. my whole paradigm of dementia because my brain went right to my dad is having trouble focusing to I pictured yeah. him rocking in a chair with his arms folded, you know, worst mm. case scenario kind of thing. And mm -hmm. what I realized mm -hmm. in meeting with Penny Garner is it absolutely didn't have to be that way. And why I love the speckle method is because it doesn't use a medical model for managing the condition. Instead, it treats dementia as a simple disability that can be positively managed. And it's letting the person with dementia lead the way as the expert. It's all about empowering mm. the family to learn to listen, to stop asking questions, and to stop contradicting, and learning wow. from their expert <clears throat> how best to handle the disability so that whatever sense the person with dementia is making isn't disturbed because how we treat it as a disability where the facts are no longer storing efficiently, but the feelings continue mm -hmm. to store the same way as usual. And dementia yeah. is surely more than that. We know that. However, when we treat it as that simple disability, it changes how families, professionals, anybody interacting with somebody with dementia uh, mm. acts, it changes the approach. I was going to be able to help my dad finish well. And a mm. couple other things I thought when she was sharing it with me was, why didn't I learn this in nursing school? Why doesn't everybody know this? Because it treats dementia as a simple disability in which the facts are no longer storing coherently for somebody with mm. condition of dementia. However, the feelings are storing the same way as usual. And it's an mm. absolute oversimplification of dementia. However, it works in how we treat the person because families and professionals and anybody who come into contact with somebody living with dementia, if they just change how they interact, not expect that the recent facts are storing, it truly can just enable the, the person with who isn't storing the facts to live with lifelong well-being and contentment because the expectations have changed. Wow, that's so good. And and just so that you're aware, um, my brother-in-law, uh, and listeners to this podcast already know this, but um, Lori, my wife, her brother passed from early onset dementia just a couple of years ago, uh, Alzheimer's, and he was only 57 at the time. Yeah. And I'm learning so much now. And of course, I've been working in hospice the last couple of years, working in hospice and home care. I'm not a clinician, but I onboard, you know, worked with the families and so have dealt with quite a few people with dementia. And going through that with Tony, you know, his wife kept him home all the way till the very end, like cared for him. She mm -hmm. is just an absolute superstar and learned some of these things on the way, got some dementia training, but I'm learning so much now. I wish I could go back and, you know, do some of these things all over again. But just that simple explanation that facts aren't storing like they normally do, but feelings and emotions do. That is a really important, valuable point. Well, and it, it, we share it 
with a photograph album analogy to describe how it happens. It gives the framework for, for people to just know what to do. So we give the why, the what, the how. And a lot of mm-hmm. person-centered care models will tell you what to do, but without the framework of the speckle photograph album to explain our memory system and really what is happening, sometimes the what becomes less important and, oh, I don't really have to do that. But when you understand the why yeah. and why what it might feel like to literally not know what you've just said or what has just happened mm. and how do you respond on that feeling to the, those feelings – um, it, it, it can work and it, it's a pretty powerful framework and method that families discover and we love to teach. And what we hear from them, especially with our classes and workshops, is that it's life changing and they feel relief. That's fantastic. They hope that really yeah. this, and- this person can live well. So even with young onset, yeah. we're doing some studies with young onset spouses and they're using the speckle method too. And we're doing research with CSU on that to see the difference that it makes. Oh, that's awesome. So you kind of jumped into it. Um, but I think now we're talking about dementia together and what you do there. So give us a little history into this. It's a nonprofit, isn't that right? Yeah. So uh, this organization. A, yep. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. I want okay, to hear all it about started it. started as a volunteer initiative back in uh, 2014. And uh, just started as a support group at a local church, at Timberline Church. And then a friend and I who found out we both just love working with people with dementia, she helped me start mm. memory cafes. And then from there, we got involved in other community efforts, decided to start doing some dementia-friendly business training for places in Northern Colorado. And eventually, we became a nonprofit organization in 2017. So uh to go from a volunteer initiative to a a nonprofit organization and now we have nine employees uh we're wow. just making a big difference we serve more than 2700 people a year and that includes education enrichment programming and ultimately we have three pillars education enrichment and hope and so with our education, mm. we do teach specifically the Speckle method to family care partners, to senior care professionals, healthcare professionals, law enforcement, and other uh, emergency medical responders in the community. And really, we still use this approach for teaching at banks and stores and oh. other businesses, restaurants, because it's so simple. People don't need yeah. to know medical terminology. They don't need to know the cause of the dementia. We can teach a, a, an approach that's just easy for people to understand and practice. So that's the education piece. The enrichment piece, uh, we're probably best known for our memory cafes, which are social gatherings for people living with dementia and their care partners. And they're around a theme every month in, when we do them in person. And we say, regardless of theme, the agenda is joy. We reminisce. We play oh. games. We have music. We have decent snacks sometimes. Um, once a week, we also do those memory cafes online. So as of the end of December, we we had um, offered more than 2,000 memory cafes in northern Colorado. And primarily, it was Andrea Scandrat, my uh, partner, who helped us in the beginning, who offered those. But we served, you know, more than 4,600 people just through memory cafes. So again, wow. it's just you a know what it reminds me of program. Yeah. Yeah. 
what it reminds me of and, and what I can almost picture in my head is, uh, you know, with hospice care, we have music therapy mm-hmm. and the music therapist would come in and sometimes do a group activity and people who are basically nonverbal, uh, completely nonverbal throughout the week. But when she starts playing a song that they love from the forties, yep. all of a sudden they're singing the words, you know, word for word, standing up, dancing. And it just brings tears to your eyes to, to see that happen. And, and I love your word, joy. I mean, you just see joy, their eyes light up, and it's just yeah. a, a beautiful thing. So I can imagine these cafes have that same kind of feel uh, and joyful emotion there as everybody's just kind of being together, to be honest. Yeah, and and you honestly, you could look in the room and not really tell who has dementia and who doesn't, because <laughs> we're not requiring yeah. anybody there to re- to store new facts, it's all about the feelings of being together and enjoying each other. And it's fun when couples, you know, can still share that joy t- together. And sometimes they even discover new things about each other after 50 some years of marriage. I bet. And so really, I bet those memories from childhood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, and so what, wouldn't you look forward? I mean, you, you became a nonprofit in 17, you've got nine employees. Now, obviously the programs are, growing and expanding. What are your dreams and goals for 24 and beyond? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think we've right-sized <laughs> instead of just okay. growing. Because so many uh, people are coming to, to us because they're hearing about Speckle and they're hearing that it works mm-hmm. and they want to be part of that type of education. And then surely the need is there because we know that Folks that have experienced dementia and their care partners knew what social isolation was long before the pandemic. And friends would back away because they wouldn't feel confident in how to interact. Mm -hmm. And so I don't see that we're shrinking for sure. I expect us to continue to grow and meet the demand for services. In 2024, our plan is to continue to not charge our people living with dementia, their families, their care partners for any of our services, because we don't want costs to be a barrier. And so mm-hmm. to that end, you know, we do rely on private donations, corporate sponsors, we fill out grant applications. And I just think that that's going to continue to grow as well as the need does. We're, we consider ourselves an in the meantime organization. So we aren't working on the cures for the various causes of mm-hmm. dementia. We're just saying in the meantime, Let's focus on the care and let's help people Mm -hmm. care well so that those who are experiencing dementia can live well. And that focus is working. Yeah, obviously. And it just like oozes out of you. I love that even that term, you know, in the meantime and speckle, everything is very approachable. There's nothing that is like, Ooh, I don't know if I can take this on or if I you know, can understand what's going on here. It is, it seems like this is love and joy and, you know, partnership. I, I just think it is a, a beautiful program you've got. And I definitely want to give you an opportunity to share about like, if people want to volunteer, are you still looking for volunteers to work with you or was that like phase one and now you've got, you know, employees that kind of do the work? Oh no, we have plenty of opportunity for people to volunteer, even helping with our meal drops. So our participants get one meal drop 
partnered with a local restaurant uh, once a month. So anybody, you know, can help with that. We need volunteers for our memory cafes, for our other social gatherings. And we ensure that our volunteers are speckle informed. So they do need to go through some Hmm. of our classes just to make sure that they're not. Yeah, they're not (laughs) going to be pummeling our our participants with questions. They're not going to be contradicting. They're going to really observe for what makes this person tick and how can I connect on that deeper heart and soul level. And you know what you've seen with music and how people connect, it just shows that even though the facts are not storing anymore, that deeper heart and soul level connection, that that feeling level is still there and entirely possible. And, and really what we're, that's fantastic. What we help our volunteers discover and people in the community is that that whole tragedy narrative, you know, it's just awful. Mm-hmm. And oh, one crisis after yeah, another. You it's just toast. dread tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. It all, it, we really are focused far more on contentment and well being uh, so that, yeah. you know, it, it, the stigma around dementia can be diminished. Claire, tell us uh, a little bit about what you do with Dementia Together. We learned about the program and how it started from volunteers and became a nonprofit in, in 17. And now you've got nine employees. I think the last time we talked, you were talking about how fast it was growing and, and we needed to put off even recording this podcast for a little bit of time just because there's been so much onboarding and change. Uh, what's your role in that? Uh, so I am our outreach and resource development manager. It's a pretty big title and um, a lot to live up to, I feel like, um, but definitely something worthwhile that I'm super passionate about. Uh, my role is to go out and work with our community, not only to create awareness about what we're doing, um, but also to build partnerships to help our uh, nonprofit move forward in the right direction. Yeah. And it sounds like from talking to Cindy and just seeing the growth up to this point, um, this is this growth is not going to stop. I, I hope that, it, you know, we we're talking about people that are listening or watching this podcast and want to volunteer and want to get involved. Looks like there's going to be plenty of opportunities for people to, to help get speckle trained and understand more about what you do. And uh, I, I really encourage people to to do that, to volunteer. We'll put all of your information down in the show notes below so they have your website and your phone number and they get in touch with you. Um, loved hearing about your team. You know, Cindy couldn't say enough about a team. She looks like a very difficult person to work for. Oh, so hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I think it's amazing because, you know, we, we all come together and Cindy just has this... Um, heart-centered passion for helping others. And we all cling to that. And it just makes us all want to work so much harder to help not only further the mission of dementia together, but truly help everybody out there who's walking this journey. Yeah. Well, I'm grateful to Lisa LaFleur, who kind of brought us together so that we could have this conversation. And uh, it just warms my heart to know as I shared before, we've the last several podcasts, we've done a, a real focus on dementia. There are more and more people getting passionate about uh, doing what, what you said, Cindy, like removing the stigma uh, about it. And I, I appreciate what you do. I'm really proud of you guys for what you've done and what you've 
taken it from volunteers to what it is today. I look forward to seeing what it becomes in the future. And like I said, we'll put all of your information in the show notes. If you want to volunteer, if you want to donate, if you want to learn more about Dementia Together, please contact these guys. It's an amazing team. I want to thank everybody for watching this podcast, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Bye-bye.